God-fearing, pistol-packing patriot, free-thinker and spirit, who has always taken the road less traveled, CEO of Definitely Holly. This is definitely Holly, not maybe, but definitely on News Talk STL 101.9 and 94.1. Welcome. I am back from Arkansas. I did not make it to Oklahoma this time, but I did see a lot of Arkansas, a lot of the Ozark Mountains, and my trip was just a, one of the best trips I've ever taken in my life, and I've been to other countries. I've lived for a little bit in... um. Um, oh my gosh, Guatemala for a little bit and Antigua. I've been to the Dominican Republic. I've been to Honduras, Belize, all over Central America. But and while that was awesome, I do have to say that this trip to Arkansas, I stayed in a homestead for about a week with a family and it was amazing. Talk about an eye opener. So we're going to talk a little bit about that in this segment, but I want to go ahead and introduce my guest for today. Meredith Foster is back in the studios. Hello, hello. How are you? And she is the founder and executive director of Tiger Lily Resources. Now, Meredith does have an online video series podcast called Traffic Stop, which shares the real news of the multi-billion dollar crime industry of human sex trafficking in the United States. So we will be talking about a little bit about um, trafficking today and uh, gender dysphoria. We're really going to hit on that topic because that has a lot to do with um, also ties into human trafficking as well. But let's get started a little bit. And I just want to talk more about my trip to Arkansas and how I want to encourage you listening how to grow your own to grow new skill sets. So we already have certain skill sets in life, but I encourage you to, what's a new skill set that that you can learn in life? So pick something and learn it. Open your eyes to new experiences, especially homesteads. Now, homesteading has been a uh, very popular topic in nowadays, um, but not a lot of people know what that means. So a homestead is like a farm, And I stayed on this farm in Arkansas. It was in Bergman, Arkansas, which is just outside of uh, Harrison, Arkansas. But what was great was I learned even more so I learned how to be self-sufficient. So it teaches you, it teaches you, you know, how to grow your own produce, how to like have, have a huge, not just a little garden, but a huge area to grow your produce, crops, fruits, vegetables, um, you know, go through and have your own, you have your own chickens, produce your own eggs. I mean, that was the most awesome experience. I woke up in the morning, you know, went out there to the little chicken coop and literally picked up eggs and had fresh eggs for breakfast. It was amazing. And the couple, bless their heart, I love them to pieces, Angela and Dean, you guys are amazing. Uh, They showed me the whole incubation process of these eggs. And how they're developing and how you can tell if there's life inside the egg by holding. So you go in a dark room and you hold a flashlight. You pick one of the eggs up that's in the, inc- that's in the incubator and you hold the flashlight underneath the egg and it shines a light up through the egg. And if it has a more dark presence to it, um, that means that there's life. 
which is really, really cool. And if you don't see any darkness to it, that means that there's no life. And it that was the most interesting thing. Have you ever seen that? No. Is that like the unfertilized egg? That's the edible one then? Yes. Okay. Yeah. How long does that incubation period take? A while. Yeah. Yeah. A while. So I'm sure that there, I was there um, early April. So yeah, it's, it's, I'm sure they're still in there right now going through the process, but it's definitely a process, a time process as Mm. well. It takes time, but it was very interesting to see. And so talk about a good business idea too, because again, they live on, you know, 10 acres out in the country and they, they can, they freeze dry their own eggs. They have a whole system, a whole, um, process that they go through for freeze drying eggs and you have to buy the special you know equipment that's needed and that can cost money but in the long run it pays off because you're storing food they have years and years worth of food stored so if something were to happen and you know everything you know something really bad happens and they're prepared Mm -hmm. they have food they have you know food that's freeze dried they have um they have canned items they they have everything. They have generators. Um, everything do they do, you do can, they do their own like water filtration system and they all of that. They do. Too? That's awesome. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I forgot to mention that as well. Yeah. They they have their own filtration system that the husband actually created. It was really awesome. So yeah, fresh water and <laughs> it was amazing. Talk about a really cool experience. But it just opened your eyes because. We live in this world where, you know, here we are in St. Louis or, you know, I live in O'Fallon, Missouri, but you just don't think about things, these things. You don't think about, well, if something were to happen tomorrow, like an EMP attack or a nuclear attack, and we don't have, you know, communication, what are you going to do? You have no food. You may have food to last maybe like a week, if that. Mm-hmm. I mean... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, if I look at my refrigerator now, I probably have food not that's not good, you know, less than a week. But I do have some canned items. But I, but it just opened my eyes that I need to be even more prepared. So, what is the trick that you brought home that you're gonna initiate? So, obviously, right now it, it costs money to buy the necessary equipment for you know freeze drying and everything like that. But something simple that you can start is just. Even going through the process of taking eggs and putting them in ice trays and actually freezing them. Because if you do that and you look up it, you look it up online and you do it correctly, that can last for a while. That can last, I believe I want to say two years. But so simple things like that canning. So canning Mm -hmm. is something, another process that I'm going to start looking into because, you know, that's easy to do with the right, with the right, um, the mason jars and mm-hmm. everything like that, but you have to make sure that you can everything correctly and what goes in there. So that's another thing um, that I'm going to start doing as well. But just just knowing that that's out there for the future, mm-hmm. you know, that maybe you can start setting money aside to to buy these pieces of equipment that you need to yeah. to freeze dry the eggs. Yeah, I got adventurous last season, and I was going to do a garden. Uh-huh. And I was going to grow all my own lettuce, <laughs> and I had all these like shard and all these you know snazzy lettuces and stuff. And I got I'm like I was like going to do it from seeds. I wasn't going to go buy the plant. I was going to do it from seeds. I'm going to birth these plants. I had a tray of seventy two. I planted all of them. Wow. Six of them sprouted, oh, no. and they all died. <laughs> <laughs> I was not too good at the gardening. <laughs> I need to meet a local farmer. <laughs> so a trick to the soil that they taught me as well, if to add more nutrients, natural nutrients, obviously, and no chemicals to the soil, 
is um, after you eat your eggs, you know, save all those um, the egg shells and crunch them up and put them in the soil because somehow that provides more nutrients, yeah. natural nutrients to the soil. And then also, because I want to start, you know, a little garden too, just grow some like cilantro and mm-hmm. just simple things like that. And then eventually venture off into more fruits and vegetables. But another thing you can do is take your coffee grinds when you're done making coffee and put that in the soil too rather than just pitching it in the trash, and that helps too. And I'm like, wow, I guess it's like the antioxidants that Mm -hmm. are going in the soil. But, yeah, those are just two tips that I picked up as well. And um, so I thought that was really cool. But, again, it's just an eye-opener because, you know, here we we don't have the necessary resources. We're not not totally prepared. So it's just a reminder, an eye-opener to me that, you know, while I may be, may be prepared for a week with canned goods, I mean, is that mm-hmm. really enough? And right. it's not. Well, we don't even think about it because we've got all of the necessities of life exactly. at our fingertips until something happens. Exactly. And then, like, and then look at other countries. Yeah. It's like we need to be prepared. Mm-hmm. And this couple is prepared for years, many years. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's just, it's so amazing. So I encourage everyone, you know, find a homestead. It doesn't have to be in like another state. There are homesteads in Missouri and see if they they house people, you know, see if they have that sort of thing that they have like an Airbnb where they offer, you know, a room that you can stay in for, you know, a week or a few days or whatnot. But it it was a really good experience. And I urge everyone to do that or not even you don't even have to stay. Find a local homestead and go there, maybe offer volunteer and go through these things yourself and learn, you know, how to properly plant fruits and vegetables and learn how, you know, the incubation process, which is actually called candling, I learned. So I was, I had no idea. It's candling. That's the process of the incubation. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I've said a lot of my friends have just started getting chickens and you know, sharing all their posts and stuff and just watching their trials and errors. And it is just, it's, cute it's funny to watch them learn and then they get so attached to their beautiful grown chickens and they all have their own little personalities and then you know oh we got our first egg and it's just it's this cool process to watch them like own their own you know their own space it's awesome and there's nothing better than farm raised eggs they're so delicious absolutely yeah the whole experience again was just awesome and I ventured off to uh, Jasper Arkansas as well and saw that town and saw the Ozark Mountains, which is their, you know, the Ozarks Grand Canyon, which is beautiful. And if you've never been to Jasper, Arkansas, that's another place I urge you to go. It's a cool little town. Uh, picked up some homemade jewelry there. Um, it's just, it's beautiful. And then you stop along the way. It's a Highway 7, which is just a two-lane road. And you can stop and take pictures of, like, the Ozark Mountain areas. It's, it's beautiful. And they have cabins out there, too, that uh, you can rent as well. But the, the culture there is another interesting topic because it's such a good culture. You can tell these people are raised right and they're raised with respect because the number one thing I I ventured out, you know, to different restaurants and, you know, different stores and shops and just talking to the local people in Bergman and and Harrison and Jasper all around Arkansas. Um, And I just noticed, you know, there's a lot of yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, you know, it's, Mm-hmm. doors opening all the time for you. You know, it's just, it's a whole different world. And one night I ventured out and I ate dinner and then I had some drinks with a few different people that I met there. And these these guys that I had met were veterans. 
And one of them walked me out to my car after, like literally. And of course, I'm always on guard. I'm always right, on guard. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know me. But he walked me out to my car, and I said, "Thank you." And he goes, "No, no, thank you. I just want to make sure that you got to your car okay." I'm like, uh, "Chivalry is not dead." Right. right exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And these people, they they knew that I was, you know, in from out of town, and they said, "Ma'am, you know, here's my number. If you ever get a flat tire, you're going through here again. You know, we will help you." And I'm, wow. Right. Like, <laughs> well, it's like if, if we could all and, and a lot of people don't know the small town mentality. They just yes. they really where I live at, we're in a very small town and everybody just looks out for each other. It's, it's slow. Amazing. It's, it's so sweet, you know, and, it's, and you respect. Yeah. I'm sure you see the respect, yeah. too. It's yeah, definitely. But it, it's just the culture. And I think we need more positivity when it comes to that, especially well, everywhere. But especially in your larger areas, mm-hmm. even in St. Louis and St. Charles, you know, still larger as well. Oh, yeah. But w- we need more of that. And I think that would definitely help with, you know, societal issues and mm-hmm. things like that as well. Mm-hmm. And and again, just being in, in Arkansas and even going through, you know, Lake of the, uh, not Lake of the Ozarks, but the Ozark Mountains and going through Missouri and, you know, St. James just venturing through. I, I again, I like to stop and, and see and do, and I, I like to talk to people. And I did not see we're talking about, you know, gender dysphoria in this in this um, radio episode, but I did not see one one transgender. I, I didn't. Mm-mm. You can see that more prevalent in the in the larger areas where they're more uh, the hustle bustle and the influential of falling into what society says to do. Yes. Yeah. I yes. think the further out you go, it's just simple. It's down to it the is. deep roots of of who who we're designed to be. It's exactly. Just and with that said, too, I think, you know, in those areas where it's maybe smaller, smaller towns, you're able to maybe the parents are more focused on the children or mm-hmm. they feel the children feel like they're they're being paid attention to mm-hmm. or they can talk to their friends or they can talk to adults if they have mental health problems, they're able to actually talk and come out rather than, you know, a lot of kids that don't feel like they can talk. And that's why we have a lot of these issues going on, too. Mm -hmm. So we're going to wrap things up here, but we're going to continue this conversation when we come back, talk more about gender dysphoria and talk about Meredith and Tiger Lily resources. This is the Definitely Holly Show on News Talk STL 1019 and 941. This is the Definitely Holly Show on News Talk STL 1019 and 941. So I have Meredith Foster in the studios today. She comes on my show about once a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's with, she's the founder and the executive director of Tiger Lily Resources. So before we get into Tiger Lily Resources and some updates on her organization, I want to play a brief video. I know everyone knows who I'm talking about, or you should, especially with him being all over the news lately, Dylan Mulvaney. So we're going to talk more about Dylan and about the seriousness of the mental health epidemic crisis in the United States, but this is the adult man. Yes, an adult man biological man who is now partnered with Anheuser-Busch and Bud Light and is the face on the Bud Light beer bottles or the Bud Light uh, beer cans. So prepare yourselves. Let's take a listen to this video. 66 being a girl and today I'm in nature. Trees, I love them. Water, lakes, I love them. Heels, they're my hiking heels. I love them. Okay, come on. Ah, ah, ah. 
bridges, love them. Coconut water, love it. Not nad, just love it. Wind turbine, love it. <laughs> Meadows, love them. I'm scared of getting Lyme disease. Love ya. Ah! Oh. Did you see that? I gotta get out of here. Did you see that? There's a dragon. Oh my god. Never again. Get me out of here. Love ya. I uh, just going to say, uh, Dylan should not go to that homestead in Bergman, Arkansas, because he would not make it. Oh, Dragonfly! <laughs> oh, that hurt my heart. What? <laughs> that was not In good. all seriousness, I made a Facebook post today on my Definitely Holly Facebook page. Go to that and look at that right now. But what I my first reaction when I watched this video, I laughed hysterically, mm -hmm. and I started crying. I was laughing so hard. Then I watched it again, and I wa when I watched it again, I start my heart started breaking. Yeah. Because in all seriousness, this is this is a sickness. This is a mental health epidemic, and he is being exploited. Absolutely exploited. Like that's not by people of higher powers with mm -hmm. money, right? And and I'm sure um, he's taking the stance of empowerment, oh, um, yeah. acknowledgement, uh, financial security, whatever. But in all of that, he's basically prostituting himself out he in is. exploitation. That was not cute. No, and that's not how real biological women act. We no. don't. I don't go. I'm sure you. No. I know you. We don't go out in fields with with <laughs> with high plants. heels and and plants. Say, oh, a windmill. Ooh, no. Like I just fell. Oh, drink. Oh my goodness. No, we don't like, prance. No, that's we. This is absolutely mind blowing. But this video, I literally, I watched it a few times, and again, first reaction, laughing, but second mm -hmm. reaction, and when I watched it a third time, I just. My heart breaks for him because he, again, he is yeah. just a victim of this modern day MK Ultra mm -hmm. mind control yeah. that the higher ups, the globalists, are have pre planned since the beginning. Mm -hmm. And these people are just victims of it. Very much so. I was flipping through TikTok the other night and a, another com commercial popped up for Oil of Olay. Yes. And he was the first face of like probably about five or six other women. And so over the top, so like clownishly yep. animated. And none of the other women, women, yeah, <laughs> women were not, they were just very elegant. They were very natural. They were right. very, you know, and I'm like, I think that puts such a, a f it's an unnecessary tone that they're putting on the transgender move. Yes. It's not. I, Absolutely. And this is a 28 year old biological man that has a mental illness. And he's pretending to be a woman. He's a biological man. So he's acquired sponsorships from Bud Light, uh, Nike, uh, KitchenAid, Ulta, which is the mm -hmm. makeup company, mm -hmm. Crest, Insta uh, Instacart, Plaza Hotel, a vodka company, um, Tampax. That's just some of them. And he's Tampax. earned millions of dollars from these. Tampax. Yes. Oh, yeah. They're oh, paying oh, him money yeah. to... To post videos on his TikTok and Instagram and say, oh, well, I know I don't have a period, but you look, I have this uh, this bunny little basket and these these, tam these tampons in here. Like, I was at uh, the dentist the other day, and I before I went back to the back, I wanted to stop and take a little potty break. Went back, and on the, so on the door, it says it was a one-seater restroom, yep. and on the door, it says all genders. Of course. Hello. And then on the inside, there was a sign for um, they have a Mincy project and it's um, collecting menstrual uh, products 
for all genders because uh, menstruation is a human thing, not a gender thing. This is just, it's just sickening. Little side note, too. We were talking about this before the show. Dylan does come from a very well-connected family in San Diego, so not many people realize his grandfather, James Mulvaney, who died at 87 years old back in 2010, he was a lawyer, investment baker, and president of the old San Diego Padres baseball team. And Dylan does have a very powerful team behind men, behind him that helps draw attention to the way he acts and the, everything he does. So he's rep by creative, the Creative Artist Agency, and he sometimes works with the Trevor Project, very well-funded and influential. So not many people realize that, but him and along with many other people um, are part of of this narrative and this agenda, but this all comes down to a present MK Ultra mm-hmm. um, mind control. Mind control. Yes, and they're puppets, and mm-hmm. they're being used to push this agenda. And then once that agenda is is done with, they're going to throw these people mm-hmm. to the side yep. and, and never look at them again. Yeah. Well, it's a wonderful tool of demolishing society as a whole. And I had a... Uh, conversation with somebody the other day there was a show on tv and it was a like a beach boys uh tribute show or something and charlie puth was on and he had on a silver sequined tank top but it was not like a manly to it was a very girly Mm -hmm. and i was like what is with this why just not and it just came out of my mouth and the person i was with was like why do you even care why does it it doesn't even affect you And I was like, actually, it does. It does. It It affects the society. I was like, you're looking at how they feel in the moment, but you're not looking at what's happening to society in the years to come. Nope. Because the goal, I mean, we we could care less if someone wants to dress up like a man and that's really a biological woman or vice versa. versa. We don't care. No. But we do care about harmful side effects and these surgeries and these of these uh, children. Yes. And the puberty blockers and these hormones Mm -hmm. that literally scar physically and emotionally. They scar these victims for For life. life. And once you go through these surgeries, I guarantee you most of those people, again, I mean, it's the information's out there, Mm -hmm. all the videos. Mm -hmm. They come back and they regret it. Absolutely. They're trying to fill a God sized hole. Yes. And they make the change thinking it's going to make them happy. And your exterior is never going to change what's going on on the inside. And it's going to make it, it makes it worse. It adds more complexity to it. It adds more confusion, more doubt. It's, yeah, it's not natural. And people are buying that lie that it's physically possible to transition to the opposite sex. And it's not because God, we know, designed man and he made Mm -hmm. female. And those are two separate things. I mean, and even scientists, they have cataloged differences. 6,500 differences between men and women. Right. I mean, and these risky experimental treatments, Mm -hmm. they're just destroying people's lives. We're going to take a um, brief minute to listen to this video from actually a, um, I want to say it's a female. Let me get this right. It's a female that turned, well, that was trying to turn into a male. Hi, I'm Michelle. I'm a detransitioned woman, and I am pursuing legal action against the health professionals that facilitated my medical transition. I began identifying as transgender in young adulthood with no dysphoria beforehand. This was not a red flag to me as I was assured that many people discover their true gender identity later in life. Less than a year after coming out to myself, I was prescribed synthetic testosterone, which permanently virilized my voice and appearance. 
I had a bilateral mastectomy 14 months later. And finally, eight years into my transition, I had a medically unnecessary hysterectomy covered by the Ontario Health Insurance Plan. Each step involved irreversible alterations to my body and came with serious risks, yet all were met with little challenge despite my long-standing history of mental health struggles and no indication of gender-related distress in childhood or adolescence. I am alleging that this lack of inquiry is a failure of due diligence amounting to medical negligence towards a vulnerable patient. I will have to live with the effects of this so-called treatment for the rest of my life. I have spent the last 18 months involved in healthcare advocacy related to this topic. I have spoken at universities, presented at webinars, been featured in news articles, appeared on podcasts, and written blogs semi-regularly sharing my experiences and my thoughts on how something like this could have happened. My advocacy is largely not for me. What happened to me cannot be undone, but rather it is in hopes of preventing it from happening to someone else. It took me 10 years to figure out why I could have falsely believed something like this and why so many professionals could have wrongly encouraged it. I can imagine that there are a lot of people who will eventually find themselves in my position some of them vulnerable adults, like I was, and some of them too young to understand the long-term consequences. Through this action, I am not only seeking justice for myself, but also hoping to raise awareness about the recklessness of gender-affirming healthcare. So there you heard it. I mean, we I know that that took place in Canada, but that's just one of the examples. I mean, it's prominently happening in the United States, but mm. this is just, I mean, you heard that, that individual, it's, my heart goes out to her. I mean, yeah. that's... Well, the, who was the guest that you had on the last time I was on the show? Simon. That was Simon Essler. Yeah. I've, and that's another great documentary, uh, Cut Daughters of the West. You guys can look it up. Um, just type it in online, and yeah. I believe you can. Very good. Yeah. And it was just, you know, the the one, the girl that was on there that was just bawling, and she was like, I don't know if I, ever, if I could ever have children. Exactly. You know, this is totally, I can't change this. And just the regret that they have, it just, it breaks my heart. That, and I think that's the end goal of all of this is mm -hmm. to transition men into, or not even transition, but try to make me, uh, women appear like men so then they are unable to have children, yeah. which which contributes to the depopulation of the globalists, but then also demasculate men, yeah. you know, to appear less masculine and turn into women because right. then they have health problems as well. And not mm -hmm. only that, but you're tearing apart the men from their families. Absolutely. Absolutely. Who already yeah. have families. Yeah. And another example I found um, I wanted to mention is, um, um, so Mr. Beast is actually a social media celebrity. So he's considered the most popular YouTuber in the world. And he makes a ton of money. He's in his 20s. Well, he has a guy that's a contributor with him or a collaborator. His name's Chris Tyson, who's 26. So this, again, is a longtime friend of uh, Mr. Beast. But Chris actually just came out as trans. So get this. Two months he's been on hormone replacement therapy. And this was a very, if you look at pictures, look up Chris Tyson, very masculine man. You know, the plaid and everything mm -hmm. has a beautiful family, beautiful young wife. Uh, they have a two-year-old child. Then all of a sudden, out of the blue, one day he wakes up and says, you know, I think I'm, I'm, tr I'm transgender. Imagine that. Wow. And he's working with Mr. Beast, who is the most popular YouTuber in the world. And think about all, well, I know for a fact that millions, Mr. Beast has millions of followers, particularly the younger generation. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. 
key words there. Yeah. When we come back, we are actually going to talk a little bit more about this subject, but then also I want you to mention some updates with um, things that are going on with Tiger Lily Resources. This is the Definitely Holly Show on News Talk STL. You can obviously tell that my favorite band is Fleetwood Mac, can't you? I mean, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> Welcome back to the Definitely Holly Show on News Talk STL 1019 and 941. I have Meredith Foster in the studios today for the whole show. She comes on about once a month, and she is with Tiger Lily Resources. Hello, everybody, again. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been talking a lot about uh, the topic We've been talking about homesteading. We've been talking about my trip to Arkansas, but also the main topic of gender dysphoria. And before we get into updates with Tiger Lily Resources, I just want to mention quickly just a few uh, quick facts. Just with all these drugs, um, these uh, like the puberty blockers that um, that people are taking, um, going through these uh, transitions into you know the opposite sex, or they think that they're going you know going to become the opposite sex, but the, but they're not because it's not biologically biologically possible but think about this fact if just a hundred children of 42,000 U.S. children that were diagnosed last year with with gender dysphoria took puberty blockers for seven years you know who would profit big pharma you know how much they would profit 27 million dollars in drug sales and that's only the blockers because the cross-sex hormones are also a huge money maker for the medical industry and speaking of profits, by 2032, the projected amount for this industry, for the medical industry and big pharma, is $1.9 billion. And we're talking about puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones. Can you believe that? $1.9 million. No wonder they're pushing the transgender mm -hmm. ideology and the movement. And they're using these people who have gender dysphoria and they're exploiting them mm -hmm. to their gain for their greedy little hands mm -hmm. making money. Yep. I'll never forget the first time I saw a commercial um, for Children's Hospital here in St. Louis talking about gender affirming care. And I'm like, wow, I, the, I never thought that that would ever be something that we would hear for children, for children. Yep. Yeah. And they're going after children, too, mm -hmm. because, again, they they don't have the means, you know, especially at young ages, they don't have the means to make that conform consent their self, you know, so it's the parents. The parents are doing it. I just saw a video um, yesterday of a, of a mother who had, um, she was a preteen now, but she transitioned her when she was uh, four. So transitioned from a boy to a girl when she was four, started the process. Wow. And they did surgery, removing the parts, creating the girl part. And for the rest of her, and the mother was like um, telling the daughter, daughter, uh, she had to insert a bulb inside of her to um, expand her girl part. And if she didn't do that daily, it would close up again and heal because that's not what she was designed wow. to be. And the mother was like, if she doesn't do that, I'm just going to be so mad at her for not, you know, for not maintaining her structure. Yeah. So every day for the rest of her life, she has to insert something to make her appear to be a, a woman. Talk about mental illness. It's horrible. Parents talk about abuse. Yeah, that's child abuse. Yeah, yep. Child abuse and mental illness hand in hand. It's, mm -hmm. And big pharma. This is interesting too. So the terminology in Western medicine, you'll see so many cursed words. I think we might have talked about this before, maybe. But pharma, if you if you look at the word pharma, it has the word harm in it. And mm -hmm. if you look at pill, it has ill, Ill. I L L. Medicine, sin, S I N. 
healthcare, hell, H-E-L-L, antibiotics, anti, which is against, biotics, meaning living. So you're against living. I mean, we it's, mm-hmm. it's all thrown in our faces. And if we do research, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Disease. Absolutely. Disease. It's disease. You're not at ease. Absolutely. Mm. But it's it's time for more people to wake up and to take a stand because we have to protect the children mm-hmm. in all ways possible. I mean, we're these these this evil, the globalists, they're going at the children from all directions. Yeah. All directions. I had a conversation on a brief back and forth, you know, on comment threads. Um the other day I had shared, um, and this might be a segue into Tiger Lily, I don't know. Yeah. Um I don't know if anybody else has noticed, but on TikTok, you know, I mindlessly scroll at night, you know, and I do use TikTok as a platform for getting information out, quick information about the ministry and stuff. But when you're scrolling, it'll pop open like random lives on on the feed. And I kept seeing just an unreasonable amount of um, men doing makeup tutorials over and over and over. And then there was one live of a, a, tra- a well, I, it wasn't. I don't know if he was fully trans. He was drag, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were doing a fundraiser for um, trans affirming healthcare, and they were wanting to raise a million dollars in a day. When I flipped it, when I flipped through it, they were doing like basically like a telethon. And when I saw it, they had already raised eight hundred thousand dollars to go towards gender affirming health care, $800,000 in less than a day. And I know that they did finish hitting the, the million dollar mark. And that, that person had like, uh, like 2 million followers. They had over 20,000 donations came in that hit that $800,000 mark. So people were donating to this, you know, and, and here we are and we'll get into talking more about what we do, but yeah. we're trying to do fundraisers for anti-trafficking efforts and it's like running uphill in slippery mud. Yeah. You know, rather than donating money that, that essentially harms these people for the rest of their lives, if they're mm-hmm. lucky to live the rest of their lives mm-hmm. with all these the side effects and the health effects and everything, we should be contributing to people like organizations like Tiger Lily Resources that actually helps helps the survivors mm-hmm. of human trafficking. Well, I'm really I'm starting to just feel like people as a whole, our society as a whole, we are to our bandwidth of all the horrific things that are going on right now. And it's just easier. I'm noticing it's easier for people to listen and talk about things that are um, more, I guess, more not comical, but, you know, like the the, the Dylan Mulvaney thing that is yeah. topical. It's entertaining. It's shocking. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, but when you're really talking about something of a reality that hits every single neighborhood, every single area, the bandwidth has been hit and they don't want to talk about something that heavy. Absolutely. Dylan is kind of like the New Jersey Shores, in my right. opinion. He yeah. really is. Yeah. It's like the trend of the moment or the mm-hmm. talk about, you know. So what's going on? Is there something that's going on with the month of April in um, human sex trafficking? And, and tell us a little bit also about how people can help and donate to uh, Tiger, Lily, Tiger Lily Resources with something that you're working on now. Um, well, every month for us is Human Trafficking Awareness Month, yep. of course. Um, so right now, as far as us, as we go locally, we are trying to um, establish out our people base. We're really wanting to build a stronger, wider, broader foundation of people that want to step in and take action and be the voice of it and be the action takers in their areas. Um, so we're really being intentional on building like local pods. Um, I unintentionally started honing in on the 18 to 26 year old population um, because 
just noticing how disconnected they are. Yep. And um, I was at the gym one day. I was sitting in the sauna and this younger girl came in and sat behind me. She's like, oh, sorry. I didn't know. You know, it's a small sauna. Yeah. I was like, no worries. I'm almost done anyway. And I just had this nudge of talk to her. And so I'm like, can I ask you a question? She's like, yeah. I was like, how old are you? She said, I'm 25. And I'm like, can I pick your brain? <laughs> and she was like, yeah. I was like, what do you know about human trafficking? And she was like, funny, um, just what I know on TikTok. And I'm actually just about to watch a video right now on TikTok. And so we started talking and, and, you know, I just started asking her, like, you know, how do you connect? How are you connected in the community? Um, and going back to your trip to Arkansas, right? Yeah. That is a deep rooted community. People know people. They yes. are intentional about spending time together. And this age range, they are so desensitized um, because of COVID, because of the lockdowns. They are so used to being isolated and separated. Um, they're so used to being stuck to their phones. That's how they connect and communicate. And she was like, you know, it's you can't just walk up to somebody and be like, hey, you want to be friends? And I was like, yeah, like we did when we were five. I was like, maybe right. we should get back to doing that again, you know? <laughs> yeah. And um, so I was like, you know, what would what would make you want to come out and actually get reconnected with people? What would move you to do that? She didn't know. And I was like, OK, well, what if we started like just a girl's get together, like just let's get together and have coffee and talk about stuff. So we're taking that focus. So 18 to 26 year olds, if you happen to be listening to this. <laughs> We're looking for you. Um, but to get people that have children that yeah. are, you know, actually I've had a lot of parents that have reached yeah. out to me that have yeah. like, um, you know, girls that are just getting ready to go into college, like, you know, freshmen's college and stuff. Um, but just be intentional of reestablishing community on purpose with purpose. So getting together on purpose, but then introducing them to what human trafficking is because they don't fully know either. They, they know what they see on TikTok, but yes, that's true. But there's realities in their own neighborhoods that they don't pay attention to. And they're the target audience, you know, so to kind of get their eyes open to it and then get them to kind of create a sisterhood. So have the older ones that, you know, 20 somethings looking back on the younger ones to just be that sisterhood to look out and mentor each other, do life together and then spread awareness of trafficking. So we're basically raising up a little, you know, army of warrior women that want to go out and, and fight yeah. this, you know. So, yeah, absolutely. And then tell us a little bit, too, about um, your so you're getting ready to reopen. You're currently still raising money to yeah. reopen, to you know, to be of service to yes. survivors of sex trafficking yeah we have a safe home it's in uh jersey county so we're about 45 minutes outside of st louis in a little country bubble and it's super sweet um but because we're in the country we have a septic system and the septic drain field is just seen its days it's like 30 years old and so it doesn't drain properly so instead of it naturally doing its thing and going into the earth it our septic water comes up into the yard so the, it just can't sustain volume to bring the girls back in the house so at the house of rahab we have five beds that we can serve uh five adult female victims survivors of human trafficking and we are their first stop emergency placement so they come in with us at their worst um straight off the street straight out of the hospitals out of the jails they come and just sleep till they are done sleeping they eat till they can't eat anymore and we love on them profusely and then we help them get to their next step for healing and long-term trauma-informed homes and we help them in that journey well with the house down we aren't serving right, right. now and um we have a big uh opportunity with barns in big barns in st louis mm -hmm. um with their emergency department we just one of our board members put through an amazingly brilliant observational tool for the emergency room nurses to be able to identify possible victims without ever even speaking to them just observing and there's certain tick points that would create like, hey, this could potentially be, you know, somebody at risk. So then they would call a caseworker in to help. 
well, we are we have the opportunity to be their direct connect home. So when they come across victims in the emergency room, they would call us and we would go and get them and then bring them into the home. We can't do that with the house down. So originally um, we had a ticket price on that for about eleven thousand dollars and we are it's dropped now down to seventy five hundred. So that's good. So we're raising money wow. for that. Um, if if anybody listening wants to be a part of actually actively fighting human trafficking in the St. Louis metro area, um, you can go to our website and give um, tigerlilyresources.org. And we're on uh, PayPal, Venmo, and Cash App, Tiger Lily Resources. Any amount helps. The, the sooner we can get this raised, the sooner we can get it back open and start saving yeah. some lives. Because, I mean, just talk about, you know, helping out locally in St. Mm-hmm. Louis itself is such a large hub for human trafficking as well. Yeah, very much. Um, we're number, well, Missouri is number eight in the country. Um, and St. Louis and Kansas City are two of the hotbeds. So it's right in our are, backyard. Are there any events or anything coming up that people can learn more about? Yes, um, we have an event coming up on June 24th. It's called Kickstands Up. And uh, Miss Holly is going to be one of our MCs of the day. Um, it is a ride that's going to have a Missouri and an Illinois route um, that's actually still being stapled down right now. Um, but it's $25 a rider, um, ride out in the morning, come back, and we're meeting um, for like a closing ceremony at the end to just acknowledge the funds that have been raised. There'll be vendors and music and food and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then another one I'm really excited about, this one is is to, is coming soon. The date isn't fully nailed down, but we're looking at July 18th. And this is called uh, the Freedom Ride. I'm most excited about this because I'm actually going to be partnering with my son, who is going to be 20. Um, but he's part of this cool little car club. They're like Fast and the Furious. And um, so they're going to be doing a, a ride out together. And then we're going to do a car show at the end. And I'm really excited to do that with him because that's the demographic that we're really shooting for is yes. that 18 to 26 year olds. So we're really excited to get that them involved in that. Great. Yeah. And where will that be held at? Are you guys still... That's it's going to be in St. Charles. Um, we're looking at two different locations Good. to do it. So yeah, that is up and coming. And we'll uh, announce that next time. <laughs> Keep me up to date yeah. with that one too, because yeah, that sounds awesome yeah. as well. Yeah, great. So two good events, great events coming up. Uh, that what's a way that you know more people can find out about Tiger Lily, Tiger Lily Resources and um, get more info on these events. Yeah, our websites are kind of nuts and bolts. It talks about our services and what we're about. So that's tigerlilyresources.org, T-I-G-E-R-L-I-L-I, resources.org. Um, I post a lot more often on TikTok now. I'm really starting to become friends with that as far as our messages coming out. Yeah. Um, so that's Tiger Lily Resources USA. Um, we're on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, Truth, Getter. Telegram. I'm, I go slower the more I have to think about because there's a lot of them. Uh, Rumble. Rumble, we have most of our videos on there um, and we're on YouTube. But all of our staples are Tiger Lily Resources. Tiger Lily Resources USA. Well, great. Thanks so much, Meredith. And I look forward to having you back on my show. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me again. You're welcome. Big shout outs to my sponsors, to Shamrock's Public House in O'Fallon, Missouri, and Sherry McCants with LifeWave. I cannot wait to have Sherry on my next show. So next Saturday, Sherry Sherry will actually be my guest talking about LifeWave and the X39 patch. I actually have it on my neck right now. It is an amazing, amazing thing. So it actually, it naturally activates and mobilizes the body's stem cells all naturally. So talk about, you know, good sleep, reduce inflammation, energy, mental clarity, faster recovery from exercise, improved skin appearance, and rapid pain relief. So just fun little fact here, when we were born, we have over a billion stem cells. By age 35, we have already lost about 60% of our stem cells. 
So within the first few days of just wearing this patch called X39, 4,000 genes begin to reset in the body. It's incredible. I'm Again, I'm wearing it right now. Can't wait to have Sherry on the show. So check out Sherry McCants with LifeWave and also Two Shamrocks Public House in O'Fallon, Missouri. We'll see you next Saturday. This is the Definitely Holly Show on News Talk STL.